Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This program is where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you um, today. And we have a very interesting program. But before that, I would like to give you a phone number where you can write us uh, messages uh, today. Uh, and uh, come with your uh, thoughts on uh, this topic about uh, the moral law. Is the moral law relevant in the third millennium? And the phone number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double. One and uh, we were um, looking at this topic for the whole week, uh, answering some questions like uh, was the Old Testament legalistic, or how did Christ regard the Old Testament law? Did Christ do away with the law? And today we are going to uh, look a little bit more closely to the Ten Commandments, to the moral law. Our co-host today is um, Joseph Maticic, and he's coming with us uh, via Zoom today. He was not able to be in the studio with us, and um, I welcome you, Joseph, uh, coming uh, with us today. No chance for a break this week. No, yeah. Hello, Nick. Yeah, it's... it's um a little bit different today, but uh, still we can um, we can be on on the program together. Yes, we, usually we're coming together on Monday, and uh, because of the long weekend, uh, you know, Monday we took a day off. Uh, but uh, I thought uh, Joseph need to come again with us uh, on Friday, <laughs> and not giving you a chance to have a break, Joseph. Yeah, no, no, I'm not normally on at the end of the week, but um, it gives us a chance to, um, uh, yeah, I guess to. To wrap up this week's um, series that we've been looking at, at, yes. at the law of God. Usually we have the privilege of opening up the week, you know, and uh, put some bases there and foundation. But uh, today it's very important, Joseph, because we are going to look into the Ten Commandments a little bit more uh, in uh, in detail. We are going to come back to you a little bit uh, later on uh, because we we have also, you know, uh, another guest uh, with us. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, stay with us. Don't go anywhere, Joseph, uh, from from there. And I will be back uh, with you uh, in a moment. Okay? It's also good no to have problem. David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us uh, today. And uh, David, we are talking about law mm. today. Is the moral law still relevant, David? Yes, uh, excellent question, Nick. And you've been looking at this matter all week, of course. Well, the first thing to say about law is how good it is. God is judge. He's the one lawgiver and judge. So if God is a lawgiver, then law is good. And the psalmist makes this point very clearly. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of muggers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So the law is something that we can delight ourselves in. But keeping the law is another matter, and no one has been able to keep the law. 
In fact, if you break the law at one point, you've broken all of it. So mm-hmm. we're all in the same situation, Nick. Some listeners may think they're not too bad. You know, if they knock on heaven's door, they can make a case and sort of get in. Others may be full of dread about how sinful they are. The truth is that we are all lawbreakers. Mm. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. The only way to salvation is through Christ. Yeah. So... Um, as we as we think about the virtue of law, I wonder if we can look briefly at Luke chapter 10 where Jesus is asked a question by an expert in the law who was in fact trying to test Jesus. He wasn't really looking for the truth. And he said, oh, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus answered, you have responded correctly. Do this and you will live. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Of course, no one can do it. Yeah, You can't keep all of the law. And then the fellow wanted to justify himself and said, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan to point out to that fellow his racism that he needed to repent of. Yes. So there we see the virtue of law, but the necessity for grace. And, um, of course, we're not saved by keeping the law, mm-hmm. but we can keep the law because we're in Christ. Yeah, we are saved. Exactly. A very, very good point. And, David, um, can we look for a moment um, to the law in general? Mm. Yes. Well, the law has great virtue because it teaches us right from wrong. And it helps us to recognize that we are sinners in need of salvation. The scriptures also speak about the law as a guardian or a tutor waiting for the revelation of Christ. But now Christ has come. The law is no longer something that we are trying to rely on for our salvation, Mm. but rather it's something that we can keep. And we need to distinguish, of course, between ceremonial law which is no longer applicable yes. on the one hand, and the moral law, which is eternal and unchanging on the other. Um, we, we're not making sacrifices anymore to be right with God. And, of course, the temple has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, God allowed that. And when Jesus was just uh, dying on the cross, when he died, the, the temple curtain was ripped Correct. from yes. top to bottom. That wasn't the Romans. That was God doing that. Mm. So clearly the sacrificial era is over. Uh, and so those sacrificial requirements of the Old Testament uh, are no longer applicable, but the other parts are. Uh, I, may, I may just throw something here, David, yes. uh, a little bit. Um, I hope not uh, catching you by a surprise, but you know, you, have you heard about the, all the intentions? And I think they are already working on rebuilding the temple they in are. Jerusalem. Yes. What, what's the purpose on, of that one? Yes. While you just pointed out that uh, God destroyed the temple, yes. uh, not only that the curtain, as you pointed out, mm. was uh, ripped it from... Was top to bottom, yes. but also the lamb escape from the um, the place of sacrifice. Mm. And also the priest torn his uh, sure did. clothes, <laughs> uh, you know, because of not desperation. need. Absolutely. Of course, but that have a very good application because yes. there's no need yes. of an intercessor Correct. like um, a priest. Correct. Because the high high priest is Jesus Christ. Exactly. Hmm. Now, while the, while the temple was destroyed, that wasn't for some years. Whereas it was at the death of Jesus that the curtain was torn. So Paul continued to go to the temple mm-hmm. and was involved in temple life. And if if you want to do certain things like the washings and he, he took a vow, mm-hmm. he shaved his head, we read in the book of Acts, 
Christians are free to do that if they want. Uh, Christians are free to keep the Passover if they want. Mm. But it's not something that you do as a, as a means of earning merit, uh, earning salvation. Mm-hmm. You can't earn salvation through doing these things. Sure. Uh, the Jews want to rebuild the temple because they want to reestablish sacrifice. So they, they don't get it. The real virtue, Nick, of the temple is that it is a replica of the heavenly temple. Yes. That's the virtue, so that we can understand what's going on in the heavenly realm. So it's a pity that we don't have the temple anymore, and it's mm. valuable to have mm. models made and Bible studies on what was going on in the temple, so that we can understand the heavenly reality. That's the important thing. And the application of some of the things, uh, what happened at the temple, is still important today, yes. you know, to, um, to look at. Uh, but yeah, my, my question was uh, the, a bit earlier that uh, why um, that intention to mm. rebuild the temple in Jerusalem? And it's not just because of the Jews mm. wanted to build it. Mm. I heard about, uh, you know, in the Christendom, uh, lots of people supporting mm. that uh, yeah. idea. Yes. And we know um, we are not going to go into this subject today because it's not the purpose of our uh, talk uh, today. But yeah, mm. I, was, I was just wondering uh, why that um, is on the agenda. Yeah, it, it will be a valuable thing, but not if we rely upon it for our salvation. That's the mistake that Jews are making. Mm. Tragically, they have rejected their own Messiah. And yeah. our prayer is that they will see that Jesus is, in fact, the Messiah. Yeah. And, and David, so what is the value of the law? Yes, yes. Uh, fascinatingly, the fellow that spoke to Jesus spoke about the commands, which include loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, the passage where we find that instruction, love your neighbor as yourself, it's Leviticus chapter 19. But there are some things there in Leviticus chapter 19 which are no longer Necessary. For example, that same chapter says, do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of material. And it also says, do not cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip the edges of your beard. Mm. Now, we've got to try to figure out what was God getting at, shall we say, there. And he's really wanting his people to dress distinctively. Mm. And so uh, when Joseph was brought to Pharaoh, for example, he had to shave yes, because the Hebrew men like to wear beards. Uh, I, I have a beard, you don't. Um, so clearly you're not following this passage in Leviticus. Mm. <laughs> but uh, we are, we're not under that Levitical covenant, but the moral law there where it says, for example, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, which is uh, a very, very valuable commandment that's mm. restated in the New Testament it's it's embedded in portions of scripture that are no longer applicable in the same way that they were. But there are still valuable lessons there. We should be distinctive, not necessarily dressing distinctively, but spiritually distinctive from the world. Yes. We think differently. We speak differently. We may not dress differently. We don't have to. But people can see that difference. It's the Holy Spirit living in us. Yeah, that is great. Uh, maybe the uh, last question uh, yes. for you today. Can you give some uh, examples of uh, laws that are good mm-hmm. um, to apply today yes. and uh, ones that are ceremonial? Yes, yes. Well, the ones I've indicated probably answer that question. You know, we don't need to worry about planting our field with two kinds of seed, mm. for example, although there could be some value there. Uh, it could be useful. So, um, But the command to... Love God and, and love our neighbor, that's vital because all of the law hangs on that. Uh, and if we get that right, everything really falls into place. Uh, more than that, though, Nick, of course, the, the highest law of all is the law of love. And Jesus gave a new law. 
a new law, mm-hmm. which is not simply that we love each other, but that we love as Christ has loved us. Mm-hmm. This is the new law which he gave. It's the law of love, not just love, it's his love. And it's interesting you mentioned that, David, because uh, I come across this uh, quite often uh, to say that uh, uh, Jesus uh, done away with the law, mm-hmm. and but he only pointed out to love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, which is interesting because uh, uh, in my understanding is that uh, not that only Jesus emphasized on the importance of the law, I mean, not giving a a new set of laws to say so, to say, hey, the um, Ten Commandments, the moral law is done away with, but now you have only two commandments, you know, love your God and love your neighbor. Actually, love your God and love your neighbor is the Ten Commandments. Right. Because yes. in the first four commandments, uh, you learn about how to love God and how to follow God, and in the last six, how to love your neighbor. Right. And right. that's what Jesus, I believe, uh, indicated yes. uh, through that. That's uh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, David, for uh, being able to come with us today on this uh, very in- interesting uh, and important uh, topic. And um, I pray that uh, you will be able to continue to uplift the law of God with Family Voice Australia yes. and everywhere you go to be able to share and encourage people that um, the law is uh, valid. Amen. And we'll talk again next week. Absolutely. We're looking forward to see you again. I will uh, give you the phone number where you can uh, write us some uh, messages. And the phone number is 04-888-808-11. And you can write us some messages in regard to the topic which we are um, approaching today, uh, the moral law, the Ten Commandments. Before we are moving into the Ten Commandments, uh, Joseph, I just came across... um, a chat, you know, in uh, in between few people there about uh, uh, the commandments, you know, the the law of God, and uh, somebody saying here on one of the platforms uh, that's so confusing how he goes under grace then turns back under the law, back to grace and back under the law, and many Christians do this um, without even realizing how confusing. Uh, they sound like you know and it's true Joseph that uh, we hear around um, uh, this kind of talk you know we are under the grace or uh, we need to keep the law and somebody's answering um, uh, to this message actually the the person it's also quoting from um, Ecclesiastics uh, chapter 12 Uh, verses 13-14 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man and that's a beautiful passage in the in the Old Testament now during the week um, uh, Joseph we address some of these questions looking into the Old Testament and the relevance of the law of God and uh, also we ask questions like um, how did Christ regard the Old Testament law? Or uh, did uh, Christ do away with the law? You know, there are a few good questions which we address during the week. But I would like, Joseph, if we can today to look at the Ten Commandments. Yes. And then uh, find the 
find out uh, the, the application and the relevance of the Ten Commandments uh, for us uh, today. Um, the first commandment, Joseph, in, from uh, Exodus chapter 20, uh, reads, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Mm. That's the first commandment. What's the relevance of this commandment today, Joseph? Well, I guess the, 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 there's a couple of things that, that I want to mention there, Nick, um, that, that's significant to notice is um, even those, um, those opening words. Um, those opening words are actually like a prologue. They're like an introduction um, before the actual first commandment begins um, where, where God says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, mm-hmm. out of the land of slavery. So uh, that provides a setting for the, for the, for the Ten Commandments. And the, the, it's crucial to note there that um, uh, God is saying that he has delivered his people and then he goes on and lists uh, his, 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 the commandments to them. So the point is, the law was given to a delivered people. Uh, the law was was given after God had saved them. And so what we find from that is, is very clear that we do not keep the law uh, in order to be saved, mm-hmm. but as a result of accepting salvation. Now, there's a, there's a very significant difference there. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, as you said, Nick, we, yeah, we, we particularly want to look um, in our program today at um, what's the relevance of, of each of the Ten Commandments. Um, you've touched on some of the uh, you know, biblical questions that, that have been looked at during this week, mm-hmm. and they are absolutely uh, crucial and important ones to look at. But now we're looking particularly at, I guess, the, um, the, the relevance of each one. What, what's significant? What you've read out there, the first commandment, you will have no other gods before me. Yes. So. Um, it, it begins. It begins there by calling us to make um, uh, to have priorities, to, to have, have 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 our priorities right, and the priorities are start with to start with God first. It's interesting, Nick. Actually, when we look at all ten um, ten commandments, we, you'll find that the first four relate to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's like the vertical dimension, right? The vertical dimension between us and God. Then the fifth commandment talks about honouring your parents. Uh, then we'd move into um, not murdering, not committing adultery, then not, not stealing, uh, not coveting. And so it, yeah, God first, first of all. Uh, then it talks about um, other people, families. Uh, then it talks about others and then, and then finishes by talking about things. So what is it? So there's a, there, there is actually an order there. Yes. Yep. God uh, family, yes. Others, things. Right now, what what does our society uh, often do with priorities? What, what, how does how does our society often prioritize things? Well, that's a well, very good question. Uh, yes, yes, because uh, straight away comes in my mind uh, a little bit of a reverse there. Yeah, yeah, very good. But most people in our in our, in our society these days, sadly, for them, um, things are number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it be things, getting things, making making things, making money, whatever. Uh, then, uh, then it's um, people, uh, relationships, um, and then last, if they have some time left over, they, they um, God comes into the picture. So oh, you right. actually find that what what we've done as a society is we've actually turned it upside down. That the, the the order and the priority. 
And I wonder if that's why uh, we we find that we yeah, society is missing out on um, the ultimate you know, source of happiness, which is um, which we come from from doing God God's will. You know, the, the Bible has the promise. Um, uh, I delight to do your, your your will, O God. You know, your law is a delight in my heart. And so, uh, yeah, God's ways um, ultimately are, are, the, are the ways to to success and to happiness. Mm. Joseph, you make a very good point there because um, now I can see that that passage in um, in uh, Exodus, you know, it says not to have other gods before me. But we, in in that other way, you know, in the reverse order, you can have many other gods before the the living God. You can have in in materialistic things, you know, uh, gods. You can have gods even um, some people, you know, celebrity, whatever. You can, even your family. You can have gods before before him. Very interesting point. I like that. Yes, yeah. And so clearly, yeah, commandment number one, you'll have no other gods before me. Or uh, I think, uh, Nick, um, some of the sort of perhaps the other versions kind of indicate apart, apart from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it, back back in, in, in olden days, in old times, Nick, um, uh, people would have um, gods... Um, uh, the gods of fire, or the you know um, the sun, the, the, um, uh, and the water, uh, yeah. whatever. Um, uh, various deities w- would exist there, um, and uh, these were kind of feared and whatever else. Uh, they were seen as the source of strength or power, or uh, and needed to be appeased. Nowadays, our gods, and uh, you've touched them. Yeah, you know, um, we have um, yeah materialism. I think yeah, anything that is that is a most important in people's lives it essentially becomes a god mm-hmm. uh, that can be work yep. money sport pleasure um, even others uh, you name it uh, anything or anyone that becomes a priority in our lives uh, ultimately becomes uh, be- becomes a becomes a god Nick and um, yeah I mean when we think about uh, this in our um, in, in our day, in our day, um, uh, people have obviously over the last little while uh, decreased in their uh, belief in, in, in a god. In, in a god, certainly in, in the God of the Bible. Um, for example, um, there was a um, when we think yeah, in, um, in Australia, there was a survey conducted a few years ago, um, which found that just under half the population actually believed in God. Oh, uh, Two thousand and nine survey of Australian attitudes. Um, amongst adult Australians found that. Um, and then um, some, uh, only 25% of the population said that they had no doubt that, that God exists. Um, uh, others said that they believe some of the time, but not at others. And so what we find here is, yeah, there, there, is, this, there is this shift away from it. Mm. Um, this, this first commandment is actually a real challenge in our, in our world today. Um, the, the, the fact is, uh, as humans, uh, we all have a powerful desire to believe in something. Yes, yes. Um, believe in something, something whether it be um, uh, whether it be what we what we do, uh, whether it be in um, hoping for something better, or, or what, um, even even some um, not 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 even um, physical things, but. Um, there's there's a, a belief in a in a supernatural, um, uh, whether it be um, 
uh, people uh, you know, cha- channeling um, mediums or astrology or uh, think things like that. Yes, uh, uh, I'm reminded of a of a famous uh, statement that G.K. Chesterton made uh, some time ago. He said, um, "When people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing; they believe in anything." Right. Um, right. And right. so, so this is uh, this commandment becomes uh, very, very relevant for us. Um, these days, Nick, Absolutely. humans will always worship something or someone. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, Joseph. Uh, now, um, as we um, looking into the right order uh, to say so, we, the second commandment actually sh- says, "You shall have, um, you shall not make yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything." that um, is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth you shall not bow down to them not serve them for I the Lord your God I am a jealous God Mm. visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation and those who hate me but showing mercy to the thousand to those who love me and keep my commandments. Interesting here that in the second commandment, God is moving a bit further on and says, hey, don't create, don't make an object or something like that to replace me. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, commandment number one, don't have any other gods before me or apart from me. Um, In other words, God wants... um, uh, the first commandment is about placing God into first place in our lives. Mm. Whereas the second commandment um, is uh, is now telling us not to, um, yeah, not to try to make any representation of Him. Yes, um, any, any substitute. So, uh, specifically, an idol, Nick. Um, idols, um, in, you know, in, in um, yeah, in olden days, whatever were uh, actual. Um, uh, figures made of either wood or stone. Um, they 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 were the things that were, were were used as a representation of God. So what's what's the point here? Uh, I think what's what's significant here is that um, God does um, God is saying that we're not to make anything that that is to uh, to try to try to try to represent represent Him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why would that be the case? Well, uh, I'm reminded of um, a, a passage in um, Second Chronicles. Um, wise King Solomon um, prays this magnificent prayer at the dedication of, it, of the of the temple, which was a magnificent building, mm. uh, the temple for God. Um, but yet he um, uh, he acknowledged something in that prayer when he when he prayed to God. He said, "He's saying, behold, heaven heaven cannot contain you." How much less this house which I have built? Hmm. Notice that God, uh, Solomon acknowledges that even heaven can't contain God, let alone some building or a structure. Um, that's why uh, we're admonished there not to make any uh, any images, because um, God cannot be limited. God cannot be contained, Nick. Yes. Um, no, no matter how big of an idol uh, we make or, or image we make to, to represent or how valuable it is, uh, it cannot capture. God is greater than anything 
um, and he cannot be he, can, he, he cannot be contained. He cannot be he cannot be constricted. Yes. Um, and um, and and substitutes. Yeah, that's that's really what this is looking at. Um, anything that we trust um, these days, uh, apply in, in the place of God, uh, becomes an idol. Mm. Yes, that's very important, Joseph. And you know, uh, coming from a very uh, orthodox background, to say so, and I know um, what that means. You know, to to have some objects, you know, and and to worship them. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. And by the way, uh, some people may not like this commandment, and they think that it's better even to wipe it uh, out uh, from the Ten Commandments altogether. Because you know, how can you um, do those things and have those images and icons and all those things and still? Uh, uh, uphold the law of God. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, God, God is greater and cannot be contained by anything and he doesn't want to be um, yeah, represented by any kind of images, yeah. absolutely. The third commandment, uh, Joseph says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold guiltless who takes his name in vain. What yeah. would you like to say uh, today, uh, about this commandment how relevant is this commandment today joseph <laughs> we, we would probably immediately think that this is referring to swearing mm-hmm. um now look let's be clear um profanity uh foul language obscenities um anything like that like swearing really uh, has no place um Uh, in in the life of a of a Christian believer, it, it is it, it is never appropriate uh, to be to be used and spoken uh, by by a Christian believer. Mm-hmm. Um, however, th- this is not the primary intent of this of this commandment. Taking the Lord's name in vain. Um, this a little bit of background will help us understand. Uh, essentially. Um, uh, We have a little bit of an insight when, when there was one occasion um, when Jesus was uh, um, uh, being questioned and, and, and people were talking to him about this. And there were um, he made the comment that um, uh, how, how people would um, uh, say that something's dedicated to God mm-hmm. um, and, and therefore uh, it cannot be used for any other purpose. Um, and what was happening then is what some people would do is they, they would commit some things um, at, As such like that to God and and therefore they, they wouldn't have the means in which to support support family so what they were doing is actually um, uh, invoking God's name because um, when in, in the olden days something was in, invoked in the name of God mm-hmm. it, it was an oath yes it was making an oath and it became permanently binding mm. uh, we, we think of that very tragic story in the book of Judges of, of um, one of those the, the, the The individuals there, Jephthah, mm-hmm. who made a vow um, that um, uh, if God was with him, and, and, and if um, he would sacrifice the first thing that came from his house, um, and what ended up happening is it was his daughter that came out of the house. Yes, and he had to sadly sacrifice and kill her. And it, it's a tragic story. You, you think, why on earth? Um, but it, it just illustrates the power power of the oath. It, 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 um, and so, what people would do is they would they would utilize God's name mm-hmm. uh, to, to make a promise and, and an oath. Which is why, incidentally, Jesus um, Jesus said. Um, 
you know, do not need to swear by heaven above or whatever else. Let your yes be yes, yes. and your no, your no be no. So here we find um, it, it's really referring to utilizing God's name as, as, as like for an oath or, or, or trying to um, um, to use it as some sort of a charm. And I think the the, the other in, in relevance of this, uh, Nick, here is um, um, in, in the sense of that taking the Lord's name Means that you are going to actually live a life that that is um, worthy of God. Mm. Um, so, misusing the Lord's name means that you claim to be a follower of God, but not actually living up to it. Right. Yes, and in, um, Matt, in Matthew, yeah, I remember um, how you know Jesus says those words. I mean, not to take uh, the name of God, you know, in uh, in vain, even in this way, not to take a vote on yep. on. His name. Um, that's very interesting, uh, Joseph. And how many times we can do that, and we can, um, um, uh, yeah, be guilty of uh, yeah. breaking this uh, commandment. Now we come into the last one from the first bracket. You know, talking about uh, uh, God. You know, to yes. to love God, to follow God, to do what God wants. And the fourth commandment, it's interesting that it starts a little bit differently. It starts with a, with a, a word, remember. And I'm, I, when I'm looking at this, I just wonder why it starts in this commandment with the word remember. And, and, and I'll read that, uh, that um, commandment, Joseph, and then we'll come to, to um, comment on this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, your God. In it you shall do not work. You, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is with in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested in the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a long commandment here, you yes. know, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it starts with this word, remember, what that tells you straight away. Yeah. Yes, it seems like God knew all along that people would have a tendency to forget. Mm-hmm. And, Nick, you know, when, when we think of the Ten Commandments, um, uh, it, it probably is interesting to notice that this is probably the one that's probably been the most most neglected. Most forgotten. Most forgotten, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and so, as you said, it's the only one that begins with the word, the word remember. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Um, and um, so what we, what we find here um, is, is, a, is a really uh, significant uh, point. Um, you know, what we've covered is um, commandment number one tells us who to worship. Commandment number two tells us not to, not to bow down images. Commandment number three tells us not to uh, take the Lord's name in vain. Commandment number four now tells us how to worship and when to worship, mm-hmm. you see. Um, this is this this is where we find that it, it, it's connected with the issue of worship. Why is this significant, Nick? Because you know, the whole issue in um, the Christian life is Jesus when he faced the devil. 
He told him, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Yes. Um, and then um, Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments. How? He said um, that, 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 that there, there are two great commands. Number one, he said, is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. He said that's the first commandment, love the Lord. And when we think of the Ten Commandments, the first four talk about our love to God. Mm-hmm. If we love God, he will be number one. If we love God, we will not try to contain him and uh, have any substitutes for him. If we love God, we will respect and revere his name. That's the third commandment. And if we love God, uh, we, we will um, uh, honor him by keeping the Sabbath. Now, what you shared there, Nick, is um, is significant because what it, what it says there, it says um, six, uh, it outlines um, how we are to, to work for six days and rest on the seventh. Um, and um, and not to do any work. And it says why? Uh, in the end, I think it was verse 11, it says, for in six days, what? The Lord God Made. created yes. the heavens and the earth, um, and then he, he rested. So we are to, God worked, uh, God created this world in six days, and at the end, he rested in his completed work, and we are, God gives us a pattern there to, to work for six and rest and rest on the seventh day. Uh, so the Sabbath is a reminder. Uh, it's a weekly reminder that God is our creator. Uh, right. when, when we also uh, look at it, we find that um, God rested and, uh, and that after he completed creation in, in his completed work. Mm-hmm. So we, we rest in his completed work of salvation. Do you see that? Um, and so the, the Sabbath is a, is a twin symbol uh, of a memorial of, of creation and also of redemption. Yes. It's a very, very powerful symbol. Now, um, when we think, uh, take this further, Nick, and, and, and we have the whole principle here uh, of, um, of, of a Sabbath. Now, that, that's a, that can sound like a Jewish word. Mm-hmm. Now, the word itself literally means rest or, or pause mm-hmm. um, to, to, to cease. Um, it, it, it actually means to, yeah, it's calling, calling us to stop. I wonder, um, how relevant is that these days in our fast-paced life? Yes. Um, when, 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 when stress and busyness um, and and all these things, are, um, you know, are really eating us up. Um, here we call to to actually to stop, yep. to rest, yep. on a regular basis, on a regular basis. Um, now, um, you know, what what we find here is is something that's really significant. It, 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 there's a seven day pattern, Nick, and this is this is really fascinating because uh, um, the, the the Sabbath. Uh, commandment here uh, calls us to, to to rest to recharge. It, it, it's and it, and it's on this seven day uh, seven day cycle. There is uh, there is uh, a well known um, thing called a circumcision rhythm. Mm-hmm. That that's the concept where many of the body processes uh, resolve resolve themselves in seven days, Nick. Right, uh, and it's it's fascinating. Um, uh, this is this is something where um, 
it's it, it's actually it's saying that this concept of of seven days um, that that's there to um, to. to that's actually based on on this on this biblical biblical principle. And, and I wonder, Joseph, while you're saying that, uh, uh, because the the last part of um, of that verse it says that uh, uh, God, um, hello, and uh, you know, blessed blessed that day. Yeah. I remember yeah. I remember uh, when um, my brother was uh, kind of asking me. Um, he's an Orthodox and. Uh, I um, I become a Seventh Day Adventist, uh, and he said, "Hey, I want to keep my uh, Sunday as you keep your Saturday." Yes. And uh, I said, "Yeah, okay." And he said, "Why I cannot keep it Sunday as you keep your your Saturday?" And all of the, all of a sudden came in my mind this uh, passage of the Bible. Said, "I believe probably because God haven't blessed it." Mm-hmm. God haven't set it aside, you know, and how often we want to replace what God uh, created or did for us, and yeah. we're thinking that we can do better. Yeah, yeah, mm. no, yeah exactly right, Nick. And, and this is, I mean, this, this can be a bit of a sensitive, um, perhaps, point for for maybe for other Christians who who are well-meaning and, 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 and understand that the, you know, the Bible teaches that we are to have a day of rest, that we are to have, have, have a day of worship, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, um, yeah, for many Christians, Nick, as you acknowledge, even with your, your, your family, who was it, your cousin, um, your, your relative. My brother. No, my brother, yes. Sorry, your brother. Your mm-hmm. brother, right, yeah. Um, and look, that's a, that, that, that is very common for many, many Christian believers, Nick, that they would say that, that Sunday is the day. That's been the, the accepted day for centuries. Let's face it, for centuries, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, but what, what we need to be clear here, Nick, is, is the point that uh, God blessed the seventh day that he hallowed, or which means he sanctified, he set apart the seventh day not the sixth, not the first day of the week. It, it's the seventh day, Nick. Mm. And uh, we, 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 there, there is no no disputing that the seventh day of the week is is Saturday. We we find that uh, we find that with the the story of the um, the crucifixion and mm. the, the burial and, and the resurrection of Jesus. It clearly says that it was on the sixth day. That it was the preparation day. The Sabbath was drawing nigh. That's when Jesus was on the cross, and they took his body down before the Sabbath. And he rested in the tomb, and he rose on the first day of the week. Yeah. Very clear. You've, you've got the sixth day, then the Sabbath, and then comes comes the Sunday. And so that's the day that God is blessed. Um, there's there's nothing wrong in us um, thinking about God or or or, or um, you know wanting to to praise God or worship God on any other day of the week. But there is a specific day that He has set aside. Yeah. And uh, and there, there's no 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 getting around that, that that one there. And so that's 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 a really significant point in our day and age when. Uh, many people either have, take it a Sunday or simply have lost that lost the whole concept of, of, a, of a weekly day of rest uh, where God is calling us. This commandment is probably uh, one of the most relevant. In fact, Nick, you know, it, it's interesting. This one, uh, the fourth commandment, and if we jump to the fifth one just for a moment, Nick, mm. um, uh, the, the fifth one is what? Honour your father and your mother. Yes. Um it, it now moves into the, the, the horizontal relationship, right? Yes, uh, up yes. until now, it's been talking about the relationship between us and God. The fifth one's talking about a horizontal relationship with, 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 between us and those near to us. The fourth commandment, the Sabbath, 
is a, is to remind us of our origins, to remind us of God as our creator. The fifth commandment is to remind us of our parents who, who procreated us. Do you see that? They both deal with, with origins. Mm-hmm. And it, one theologian uh, has, has actually classified it this way. The fourth and the fifth commandment are like the hinge, the hinge on which the whole, on which the laws actually uh, pivot. And uh, very, very significant. Yeah, that's very important what you just uh, said. And I will come to the fifth commandment in a moment. But I'm just um, aware of the fact that the time is going very quickly. And uh, I was thinking to play a song, but I may not have time for that because I want to uh, sure. to play a song a bit later on. But I still want to... Um, Ask our listeners to send us a message if you have some question in regard to uh, to the law of God, you know, to the Ten Commandments. And we're talking about the fir- the first four um, commandments, um, as Joseph mentioned uh, there, that uh, uh, that reflects our um, you know love and respect and obedience to God. Um, and if you like to write a message, please send a text to zero four. Triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can do that right away, right now, and uh, we'll consider uh, your uh, question or your uh, thought if you if you want to to come with us on this program. But Joseph, uh, moving now in um, in the second part of the law of, of or the next section, as you pointed out at the beginning, you know, like about four sections here, but. The fifth commandment, and this is very interesting. You mentioned that it's like a hinge, you know, to to hold the whole law of God. This is also special in a way that it's the only commandment which is followed by a promise. Let me read this uh, to you. Um, It says this, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You see, honor your father and your mother. And here's the promise that your days may be prolonged. Yes. If you like. You, you, you'll, you'll have a result out of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, Nick. I mean, the Ten Commandments originally were given to adults. Mm-hmm. Now, when we think of the fifth commandment on your father, mother, it's like, uh, oh, this is this is a great one for kids, for little children. Oh, you have little boys and girls. Don't forget, you must honor your mom and dad. Yes. Uh, well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. This is this is actually for for all people. This is not just about little kids obeying their parents. This this is actually for all of us. It, it's an attitude of respect, really, Nick. It, mm. it, it, to to acknowledge that. Um, yeah, that our parents um, are, are to be to to, to, to be honoured. Now, um, I, I find it really important and, and really significant that it, notice that it says honour your parents, and, um, and 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 I think that that recognises that there are some situations where people are in families. Uh, um, where their parents are less than ideal. Uh, there have been situations where parents have been abusive, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is not saying that that. In, in any way that it, that, that abuse is that, that abuse is, is justified or, or that people are to stay in an abusive situation that's not what it's it's not getting at at all and I think that's the wisdom of these ten commandments that over the millennia they're still as relevant so it's a call today particularly in, in our society where um, perhaps more the elderly folk um, are not seen as important not mm. treated with as much respect and um, and so this is a commandment that really calls us to to, to, to honor them as yeah. they do Joseph, you mentioned a couple of times that word respect. Yeah. What do you think? Are we lacking respect in our days? 
How relevant well, is this commandment in, yeah. in, in the context we live in? Well, well totally. I, I think, um, yeah, respect is a bit of a lost art. And, and I think we see that both in, in the, the, the first four commandments, you know, respect towards God, mm-hmm. respect, respecting his, his name, uh, respecting his day of worship. And now in this fifth one, Nick, uh, yeah, respecting, respecting parents, respecting um, other people. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Moving on, uh, Joseph, quickly. We ha- we are going to look now how to respect others. Yeah, you know? that's right. And um, the next commandment, Joseph, uh, says, uh, you shall not murder. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, um, Nick, yeah, we, we're now moving into, as you said, uh, respecting others. This one is all about protecting life. But this uh, is only this is only about killing somebody, or uh, what do you understand about this? Well, this this is where it's really um, insightful what Jesus said. Um, if you you know even get angry in your heart against a, a fellow brother or a sister or against a, another person, you have actually committed murder and mm. committed murder in your heart. So it's not just the act. Uh, Jesus Jesus of course uh, deepened this and expanded this uh, to include thoughts. Um, yeah, thoughts that and, and, and attitudes that we may have um, of hatred to, towards other people as as being covered by this commandment. So, which yeah. means you can you can kill somebody slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. That's wow. Right. Yeah. That's very um, very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, very relevant commandment again. Um, protecting life, um, literally, physically, uh, but also imagine Nick. Imagine if, if, if truly we adopted an attitude of not hating others, um, uh, thoughts of revenge and whatever else, how that would change our society, um, the conflicts, um, how relevant this is. Absolutely relevant. Totally, Nick. Yeah. All right. And the next one also very important, Joseph, it says, uh, you shall not commit adultery. Yeah. Now, is this relevant today? Uh, do we know, what do we know about adultery? Yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, the, the Bible uh, it makes it fairly very clear that um, uh, sexual intimacy is to be reserved within the confines of a, of a committed a marital relationship, and so what we're finding here, it, it's actually even delving into the um, uh, the personal home life, the the, the, the intimate marriage relationship. It, it's it's to guard that. Um, and um, yeah, uh, as soon as as soon as there is some infidelity, as soon as there is some um, uh, lack, lack of trust in a relationship, uh, as soon as there is um, lack of, uh, as soon as there is unfaithfulness um, in a marital relationship, uh, problems begin, and uh, and it leads to leads to various uh, various other, uh, other other problems, not just uh, marital discord, uh, but yeah, we, we've had over the years, we've had. Um, uh, we've had you know, sexually transmitted diseases. We've yeah. had various Nick, as a result of this um, uh, not being uh, the sanct- So here we find the sanctity of marriage being being upheld. Yeah, that's great. Now, Joseph, uh, just quickly before we move to the last segment, you know, uh, talking about things, you know, and um, I just want to make this uh, ad uh, available for our listeners, particularly those who live in Adelaide, because um, Pastor Gary Hodgkin, who's uh, one of our uh, hosts here, he's running a series of programs, uh, Joseph, starting from tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow, actually, at um, 11 o'clock tomorrow is the first presentation and he's going to talk about uh, um, the end times and the climax of the gospel 
Mm. You know, and there are some amazing topics here. Just quickly for your interest there, um, some like, what does Jesus have to say about the the end times or uh, righteousness, judgment and justice? Um, does the gospel have anything to say about evolution, you know, and um, uh, belief? Is the ecumenical spirit the same as the biblical unity? That's very uh, important one, I believe. And this takes place, Joseph, at um, number 5 to 17, Bulbul Street Prospect, starting with the first presentation uh, tomorrow at 11 o'clock and following with the second presentation in the afternoon, 2.30. Then every week, except Wednesday, uh, at the same location, from um, seven o'clock in the evening um, will be yeah programs there, and we'll finish with the next uh, weekend on Saturday, the same time, eleven o'clock and two thirty with the last presentation. I'll invite you to uh, make your way to this program on number five to seventeen Belleville Street Prospect uh, tomorrow at. 11 o'clock, the first presentation. And if you like more information, don't hesitate to send us a message on 04-888-8081. Quickly, Joseph, we have just a couple of minutes to yeah. um, uh, to look at the, the last uh, um, couple of commandments. And the, the next one is shall, it says, you shall not steal. And probably yeah. we can uh, um, join this one with the, um, uh, the last one, you shall not covet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and we have another one. I'll put all, all three of them uh, together to you, Joseph. You shall not bear false witnesses also. Yes. Now, yeah. what's the relevance of these uh, commandments uh, today? Yeah, you shall not steal. Uh, clearly, is meant to protect other people's property, Nick, mm-hmm. uh, other people's possession. And um, stealing these days can take a number of forms. There's, there's theft, uh, illegal copying, uh, plagiarism, uh, even slander, defamation, um, and um, uh, waste, uh, underpayment, uh, overcharging, carelessness, mm. very, very re- relevant commandment. Um, not coveting um, is, is dealing with, with an attitude of, of, of um, um, oh, sorry, not, not, yeah, not bearing false witness um, is, is about um, being truthful. Um, who hasn't told a lie? You know, yeah. we, the, the point is, um, um, if a person is not truthful, they, they, they're not trustworthy. Um, and then the last one, Nick, um, is talking about um, coveting. Um, it's the only one that actually is dealing with a, with a personal uh, internal kind of attitudinal uh, aspect. Uh, it, the issue here is contentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contentment. Yes, yeah. that's and, that's um, very very good. I'm sorry, uh, Joseph. Uh, time run uh, run very quickly today, and we are um, finishing here. I wonder if you could just say a word of prayer to close and to um, give ourselves to the Lord uh, to be able to, you know, to keep uh, what He's uh, asking from yes. us. Yep. Let, let's do that, Father in heaven, Lord. We want to thank you for your ten commandments. Uh, these ten. Uh, rules that you've given to us, principles for life that are just as relevant today as the day that they were given. And um, I just pray for each of our listeners, every person, that they will turn in their heart, Lord, to um, to love you, to serve you, to worship you, and um, to follow you um, 
in, in each of these these ways that you have given to us. Uh, they are rules for happiness, ultimately, Lord. And uh, uh, we thank you again for your law and for the way it's so relevant to us today, each and every one of the ten. And please bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for listening today on Faith FM with Nikrita and Joseph Maticic. Please come back again next week. We are going to talk about you are not a robot. Join us uh, next week uh, for these amazing uh, uh, programs. Until then, may God richly bless you, leaving you with this uh, song, Ancient Words. Oh, let the ancient world